Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRNAM for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. And our top story today, connecting veterans with their benefits. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Dr. Christina Armstrong is with the Office of Connected Care at the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Well, Dr. Armstrong, thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Really great to have you. Thank you. Let's, uh, you know, t- the, the Veterans Administration plays a very important role, uh, obviously, for the treatment and health of our veterans. How important is it to have the latest technology when it comes to delivering uh, health care to our vets? Well, it's one of the most important things that we can do to deliver the most efficient and effective care. When it comes to increasing accessibility of healthcare services to our nation's veterans, having the best technology is one of the one of the most important ways we can deliver those services in the way they need to be delivered. Well, Dr. Armstrong, there's a lot of newer technologies. We hear a lot about telehealth, mobile, video. How do you how do you sift through my word, not yours? How do you sift through all this technology and think about implementing it into service delivery for the Veterans Administration? That's an excellent question. So first of all, out of the different technology modalities that we use to deliver healthcare, those include telehealth, number one. So this is um, live video um, telehealth, um, live video care delivered via video. Um, we also have asynchronous telehealth modes, which are text and um, secure messaging, things like that, when you have to transfer a, a, a photo of a wound or something to somebody else as asynchronous telehealth. And these are different modalities. Another modality that we have is mobile health. So we have over 60 mobile health apps, and we also have um, patient portal. Um, we use um, My Healthy Vet is the VA's patient portal. It's almost 20 years old. And um, what we do to sift through these technologies is we do a lot of a lot of work into looking into the literature, looking to see what are the most evidence-based technologies available, but we also test them ourselves. We also do a lot of market analysis to be able to understand um, what's the best. Should we build this? Should we buy this? What's the most cost-effective way to get these technology modalities available to veterans? And so that's that's how we sift through it. And the thing is, it's really important because there's a lot of technologies that people just get excited about, right? And they'll say, oh, there's this new virtual reality, which is great. There's this, this app, all these different types of technologies that are available, but it doesn't just matter if it's new or exciting. It has to deliver um, the res- we have to get the results that we need, right? We need to see improved health outcomes to be able to make it justifiable. Um, we want to make sure that we're delivering best care possible to our veterans. And so that means that we have to be identifying and using and adopting those technologies that really are the best. Yeah. And, and that's a high standard. I mean, you have to look, America's military is the greatest and has been the greatest. It's a high standard to keep and meet. Uh, but you also want to meet the veteran and you have different generations of veterans. You don't just have 
millennial veterans or Gen X veterans, you've got some baby boomer veterans and you have to meet them where they want to be met, right? It's all about uh, delivering, coming up with technology to allow those different generations to uh, have access to important health benefits. Yeah, this is a really important issue um, because although we do have a lot of diversity in our patient population, so the VA, we're the largest healthcare system in the country, and we serve over 9 million veterans. Of the 20 million veterans in the United States, we serve nearly half of them. So it's really important for us to be thinking about the needs of not just the you know, service members that just um, were released and are now just um, joining, you know, the VA. We also have to be thinking about um, older veterans as well and what are the needs and how can we best serve them. It's been really interesting, though. What we've seen is um, a lot of times people have misperceptions about people's willingness to adopt technology based on age. And so um, I'm I think it's really important for us to look at the research. And so what we do see when we look at the research is that older veterans actually are really likely to adopt technology. They're the ones, they're, they're so tech savvy. And so they'll come in, they're likely the ones to come in and ask their providers, hey, look, I've been using this app to track something. And um, so it, one big barrier for us has been making sure that all the healthcare staff are well-trained, well-versed in all the available technologies. And so, um, so then that way nobody's discriminated against. And it really truly is a choice for the patient. If the patient wants to be seen in person, wonderful. We can provide that. Um, if the patient wants to be seen via telehealth, wonderful. We can provide that too. If you wanna do work you know, via an app, we, we can provide that as well. So it really is about us as healthcare system being flexible enough to meet the needs of the patient. Yeah, well, Dr. Armstrong, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about implementation and privacy. You're gonna to wanna to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier, and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. 
Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Are you stuck with a low credit score? A credit report and score that's causing you to be denied credit or pay higher interest rates than others for the same things? Then do what Terrence did and call Credit Repair for your free credit evaluation to help restore your credit. I started thinking about buying a new house and my score wasn't where I needed it to be. I called and spoke with one of the representatives and we just had a good conversation and I, I liked what he was saying. Just one call for his free credit evaluation was all it took to start back on the track to repairing his credit. I'm seeing the deletions and I'm getting the report so I know something's being done. It does make a difference to me. All it takes is one call to get started. Credit repair has given me a second chance to have a better credit score. Don't let a low credit score hold you back another day. Do what Terrence did and make the call for your free credit evaluation. Call 800-819-4152. That's 800-819-4152. Again, 800-819-4152. Welcome back. We're talking this morning to Dr. Christina Armstrong of the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Well, Dr. Armstrong, thanks so much for sticking with us for segment number two. Really appreciate you on the program this morning. Thank you for having me. All right, let's, uh, before we kind of get into implementation of privacy, um, I have to ask, because I, I was looking at this list that uh, I received, there are quite a few few virtual care tools or programs that the uh, the VA has implemented or developed. What are the top apps that uh, veterans are using today? Yeah, thank, thank you for asking. So the VA has developed over 60 mobile health applications, and all of which people can see on our VA app store. So mobile.va.gov is the website. And so I'd like to, you know, talk about some of the best ones, some of the, you know, ones that um, people use the most. So first of all, there's PTSD Coach. This was launched in 2011. This was the first of all the mobile health applications um, developed by the VA, and they developed it in partnership with the Department of Defense. And um, the second, so the PTSD Coach is fantastic because not only are you able to track symptoms of um, post-traumatic stress, but there's also an entire suite of coping tools inside the app as well. And a new feature of the app is that there's also a safety planning module. So for patients or people that have concerns about, um, you know, in any crisis situation they may be in, there's a really fantastic safety planning module that's in the app. So PTSD Coach is an app that is self-contained. It's not connected to the VA network at all. So anything that you put in the PTSD Coach app or other apps like it, um, we can't see anything in there at all. So it is safe, it's private, and you can keep this information, but you can also share it with your provider through secure messaging as well. Another app I wanna highlight is the VA Health Chat app. This is a really new app and this enables, this is a connected app, so you have to log in, and so VA can see what's in there, but there's a reason. And so VA Health Chat is, is not available all across the country yet, but soon to be. It's already in the majority of the country. And so what it allows is that instead of having to call into the VA to ask questions, you can just text in. So VA Health Chat is a a really 
wonderful research that's only been available for about two years now. That's excellent. Another one I want to highlight is um, one that is developed through um, um, uh, during COVID. So it's called the COVID Coach app. And so this was developed and um, it, we put it out faster than any, any other app we've ever done. So COVID hit in March, we released this in May, 2020. And it also has a suite of resources available for um, everybody, but it also has a lot of really great symptom tracking functionality for depression, anxiety, um, overall well-being that are really excellent. Uh, where does privacy, uh, you mentioned safety, privacy. Um, this is, you know, we, we always hear, not necessarily related to the federal government, but we hear about data breaches, data, yeah. concern around privacy. How do you, um, you know, you want to have connectivity, you want to be able to offer these tools, but I have to think that there's a lot of time spent on it reinforcing the infrastructure so that you don't have breaches of data, because you have a lot of patient data going back and forth through these tools. Absolutely. So we are required um, by you know federal laws, state laws. I mean, everything that we do has to be absolutely safe and secure, right? We uh, the the confidentiality of our patients' data is incredibly important. So that's why a lot of times the development of these apps, the and these telehealth systems, takes a little bit longer than what you can get elsewhere. And it's because we need to make sure that everything is private, everything is secure. And so the way we do that, so for our apps, the apps themselves are encrypted. So for data at rest, and they're also encrypted for data in transit. And so that means when you're sending any data, that's encrypted as well. So it's also secure. And so we wanna, it's, you know, the level of, um, security that you would see in um, a bank app, for example. And I know for a lot of health apps out there, that's not the, you know, that's not the threshold that they go to. Um, but for us as the federal government, we we have to, we, the, our, our patients deserve the, the best. And so when we create these mobile health apps, that's, that's the standard that we have. Yeah. And there are certainly a lot of bad actors out there. There's governments that are bad actors, and then there are individuals that are bad actors that you have to watch out for. Uh, last question here, Dr. Armstrong, you mentioned some of the newer technologies like virtual reality. When you look out on the horizon, um, I can think of the, the virtual reality, VR. I can think of the metaverse. What, what are you and the team at the Veterans Administration looking at in terms of the future? What can our veterans uh, maybe expect in the next five to 10 years um, as they are looking at services uh, at the VA? Yeah, great question. So what I'm, so I've worked in the area of virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, all of these areas. The areas that I'm the most excited about are um, what we call patient-generated health data. And so what we've done in the VA is um, what we, we want to empower patients to collect whatever data they want and be able to share it as easily as they want, whatever pieces of that information they want with their healthcare provider. So what we've done is we've created a patient-generated health data database that's separate from the electronic health record, enabling our patients to be able to sync up their data through an app called VA Share My Health Data that's going to be launched um, next month. 
and patients can sync up their data from pretty much any device. It could be a VA issued device, um, any, you know, any sort of wearable tracker, things like that. And they can collect this data um, and then they can control that data too. Maybe they wanna share portions of that data with the VA, but not the others, right? So it's really about empowering patients to um, be aware of what health conditions they have and what symptoms they wanna track and being able to empower them to share what they choose with their healthcare team. And so that's what I'm most excited about because as a patient myself, um, this, you know, healthcare happens in those appointments, right? In those once a year, you see your doctor five to 10 minutes, but real health changes happen in all that time between. And so for me as a patient to be able to track what's happening with my health, be aware of what's happening with my health, but then also be able to share that information with my healthcare team, that's where the power of change really happens. And so that's what we want to be able to offer our patients. So for them to be able to track their data however they want and share whatever they choose. And so it really is putting putting the, you know, the the keys to the car, you know, right with the veteran. Yep. And the, and giving the consumer the choice. And you have, look, you're the biggest healthcare system in the US, uh, what you, I think you said 9 million uh, customers and maybe yes, of sir. the 20 million uh, vets. So there, that's, a, that's a big undertaking. A lot of great work happening at the Veterans Administration. Dr. Armstrong, thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you, Mr. Snyder. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest security news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more in all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, we'll visit our website and, of course, all of our streaming partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.